Hi, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to Season 5 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you some full and complete and unabridged Christian fiction audiobooks to keep you encouraged and inspired. This season's audiobook is called What Dreams May Come and is narrated by Pamela Lawrence, written by me, Alana Terry, and sponsored by our COVID-19 fundraiser. So what we're doing is taking some of my ebook novels and I've bundled them up as a pay what you can product with a portion of all royalties going to support local relief efforts for COVID-19. If you want to be involved in this fundraiser, it's going to be for a limited time. You can check it out at alanaterry.com slash novels. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 29 Come on, Kitty. Just another two sips, okay? Two sips and we can be done. Susanna wiped her forehead. It was 31 degrees outside, but her pits were slimy with sweat. She raised the formula bottle to her sister's lips. Just a little more. You can do it. Kitty made a move like she was about to gag. None of that now. Susanna sounded sterner than she'd intended. She wiped some of the dribbled formula off her sister's chin trying to maintain a gentle touch that would conceal her impatience and irritation. God, I know that in the grand scheme of things it really shouldn't matter whether it takes her ten minutes or an hour to drink this bottle, but can you please help her get through it a little faster? The worst part was that Susanna's hurry was completely unfounded. It wasn't like she had anywhere to go. Derek would stop by later with a few bags of groceries. Susanna would try to offer him twenty or forty dollars, which he'd refuse. And that would be the extent of her interaction today with anyone else besides her sister. Would things be different if she hadn't cut off all communication with Scott? Maybe. In the short term, it would be nice to have someone to talk to about her day. Another sound to listen to at night besides her sister's gurgled snoring. But in the end, it was best to call things off when she did. With his heart on the mission field and Susanna stuck here in Orchard Grove, there was no way to pretend it was possible for them to forge a future together. Better to cut him off now. Let the pain of losing him merge and morph into the grief over Mom's death like getting all four wisdom teeth pulled on the same day, instead of dragging it out one or two at a time. She and Scott could never be together. Their fate was sealed the moment Mom left home to buy that friendship bread starter. Even if Susanna hadn't broken up with him, even if they'd kept on talking for months or even years, it would only make their inevitable separation that much more unbearable. God, I'm so glad you didn't allow us to meet face to face. All those disappointments where I couldn't understand why you wouldn't let us come together when we wanted. I'm sorry I didn't thank you for those things at the time. I see now that you were being gracious to us all along. That you were protecting me from falling even more in love with him, because you knew it would make things that much harder now.
Come on, kitty. Susanna whined and tried to coax one more sip out of her sister. You've got to drink a little more to stay strong and healthy. If Susanna had inherited anything negative from her mother, it was her propensity to worry. Cold and flu season was the worst. Last spring, a lingering cough threatened to develop into pneumonia, and Kitty still hadn't recovered by the time Susanna was supposed to start her internship with Kingdom Builders. Another example of God's intervention on her behalf. Of course, she and Scott were already intimate at that point, already talking about love and romance and an eventual engagement, in spite of all of her mother's admonitions to take things slowly. Susanna had been disappointed when she couldn't spend the summer overseas like she'd planned. Still, through it all, she had smiled, thanked God she was able to spend extra time with her sister, whose strength returned steadily day by day. And she'd sent Scott emails each evening to fill him in on Kitty's improving health. There was no rush. She and Scott had all the time in the world. At least... That's the lie she'd believed, when life felt so full, the future so promising. Okay, last sip. She held the bottle up, but didn't recognize Kitty's pre-gag warning signs in time to move out of the way. She tried not to grimace when hot formula and stomach acid spilled onto her. It's okay, she said even though she was sure Kitty was paying more attention to her incriminating body language than her actual words. It's okay, she repeated. Let's get you cleaned up and go listen to an odyssey together. Susanna turned her back to her sister, forced down the annoying lump in her throat, and stifled a silent cry of frustration. Chapter 30 February 27th. Dear Scott, I have so much to tell you, but I don't know how to express it. Maybe I'm afraid. Your email yesterday really touched and encouraged me. I wanted you to know that before I said or did anything else. To think that you could feel so strongly about a girl you haven't even met face to face. I love how you told me it didn't even matter that you hadn't seen my picture yet. It made me feel so safe, like you were really here to get to know me. No ulterior motives. So thank you. And thank you for being honest. I'm sure it must have been scary writing all that and not knowing how I'd respond. And then I'm sure it was hard waiting to hear back from me until now. I wasn't ignoring you. I just wanted to talk to my mom about it first, and she's been so busy with wedding plans and Kitty's got the sniffles, which is probably nothing serious, but always makes Mom nervous. But I did finally find the right time to tell her about your email, so imagine my surprise when she said you'd actually called her. You could have told me that. She said that she was happy for me, like I knew she would be. But she still wants me to be careful, wants to make sure I'm not giving you my whole heart until we've met and she's gotten the chance to get to know you better, and we're all convinced that this is the direction God is calling us to take. But she likes your idea and definition of courtship, 
how we wouldn't be just dating to have someone to be with, but we're really praying and trying to seek God's will to decide if we're supposed to spend our future together. So, the answer to your question, and sorry for taking so long to get there, is yes. I would be honored to begin prayerfully considering if God has more in store for us than just a whole lot of emails and late nights on the phone. I'm trying to be cautious, like Mom said, but when you and I talked that very first time, and through all the emails and phone conversations since then, I've realized more and more that you are the kind of man I always pictured myself with. But I told myself I was being silly. I'm too young. You've been all over the world. You've served so many places, been used by God in so many ways. What would you see in a girl like me? That's when I read your email. I didn't know how to react. Yes, I was surprised, but that doesn't mean I hadn't hoped for something like this. I'm just so overwhelmed right now. I'm like Job. I put my hands over my mouth and have no idea what to say. I hope that my somewhat flustered reply doesn't hurt your feelings. The last thing I want is for you to believe your thoughts and emotions aren't reciprocated. But I'm so young, and my mom is truly the wisest woman I've ever met, and I'm trying to take her advice and keep my heart guarded. The spirit is willing, as they say, but the flesh is weak. I wish I could blindly trust my own intuition, which is to throw myself headfirst into this relationship. But I should listen to my mom and go slowly. Be patient with me. I've never fallen in love before. I know you understand. I'll write more later. I hardly slept at all last night. Mom and I were talking past midnight, and I was up early with Kitty because of her stuffy nose. I just couldn't let another hour go by without writing you, without telling you how deeply honored I am that you would consider me a girl you've never even met. I know there's so much more to talk about, so much more to pray about, but right now I'm just going to trust all that to God's timing and let you know how closely I hold you in my heart. Blessings. Your Susanna Chapter 31 Susanna stared at her clock, trying to figure out how it could be 4.43 in the morning with the sun coming in her room. She rubbed her eyes, then jerked herself fully awake. What was going on? Had something happened to Kitty? She grabbed her phone. 4.43. It didn't make sense. Unless it was the afternoon. Had she fallen asleep while her sister napped? Kitty, she called out, straining her ears for sounds of snoring. You okay? No response. Not that she expected much. She jumped out of bed, ignoring the dizzy spinning in her head and the groggy heaviness in her body. She plodded down the hall to Kitty's room. You in there? Kitty was on her side her back facing the door. How long had Susanna been sleeping? Nearly two hours? How could she have gotten that exhausted in the first place? Kitty? She whispered, trying not to startle her sister. Kitty? 
She touched her on the shoulder. No response. Hurrying to the other side of the bed, she peered into her sister's face. Kitty! A single, silent tear shined in the pre-dusk sunlight streaming in from the window. Susanna wiped it away instinctively, fighting down waves of self-loathing for sleeping that long. She knelt by the bedside. What's wrong? You feeling sad today? Did you think I'd gone out? I'm sorry. I just needed a quick rest. I wasn't trying to leave you all alone. Here, do you want me to switch the tape over for you? Are you ready for more Odyssey? Kitty stared at the wall, and Susanna turned to look, half expecting to find something there. What is it? she asked. Does your tummy hurt? A pout. No. Are you wet? Do we need to get you changed? A scowl. Were you worried that I was gone for too long? No. What's wrong, then? She tried to follow her sister's eyes, which were now focused on the nightstand. Susanna picked up the picture of her mom, at least ten years younger and twenty pounds lighter than she'd been when she died. Is that it? she asked. Do you miss mom? Blink. Susanna reached out and stroked Kitty's cheek. Her skin was clammy. I miss her, too. Most days, Susanna would force cheer into her voice and say something like, But at least we can thank Jesus that one day we'll all be together again. Or, I'm glad that we have each other. But today, all she had the energy to do was stroke her sister's tear-streaked face and repeat, I miss her, too. Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been What Dreams May Come by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our fundraiser for COVID-19 relief work, which you can find out about more when you go to alanaterry.com slash novels. This page will have a link to our fundraiser for as long as it runs. I hope and pray that you stay safe and healthy. I want to thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon.